Ladies and gentlemen, trans and non-binary punks of all ages and denominations, welcome back to another episode of Not Just a Phase. We're online at notjustaphase.net. We're on Instagram at notjustaphase worldwide. And our main writer, Elias, is tweeting some sort of chaos for our Twitter page at NJAP Worldwide. So again, thanks for joining us and being here on this crazy planet we call Earth. We got a great band on the show today. I cannot wait to talk about it. It's a four-piece screamo band that has been killing it since 2007 with their consistent energy and busy touring schedule. This band features brisk tempos, often accompanied by blast beats and heavy trim-picked chaos, blended with brief moments of slower melodic riffs, the calm before the stormo, if you will. <laughs> stormo just released their fourth studio album on February 10th through Prosthetic Records, which they just recently signed to. And every time I listen to this album, I end up saying like, oh, that's my favorite track. And then next time it's, no, wait, that one's my favorite. So I can't decide. So I'd asked my co-host Vicky to help pick our track list for today's episode. So Vicky is back on the show. She's our Italian representative for Not Just a Phase. She's a music journalist writing for a few magazines, including Discovered Magazine, Noisy Italia, and Rocket Magazine. When she's not booking shows in Rome or attending them, She's also making memes on Instagram at Screamo underscore affirmations. So before we get into the episode, Vicky, welcome back to the show. How are you doing today? Hello. Ciao, 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 tutti. I'm very happy. Every time I have, like I managed to get an Italian band on the bill, it's always the best time. So much fun. It's actually a band we just finished booking with our little tiny DIY collective. So it's extra exciting. And uh, well, it's already given away by the title, but if, if you're somewhat in the Italian screamo lore, if you've ever been at a random hardcore or screamo show in Italy, you have seen the merch. And it's also likely you have seen them play uh, because they've been in the game for uh, over a decade now. And uh, they're also finishing up on their biggest year so far. Um, the band is Stormo. We have Luca joining on the pod. So thanks for being with us. We're going to do some new record talk, some European tour talk, some silly, silly, silly questions too, if he's down, of course. Hi, this is Luca from Stormo, and you're listening to Sorte on Not Just Face.
Perfect. That was awesome. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> okay, so we already previously mentioned while we were chatting that uh, you've been on a couple podcasts already. We were wondering, have you been in a English spoken podcast already? Yes, I've done twice two, two English podcasts. Yeah, I, I've done. Uh, it's the first time that somebody is asking me to join podcast uh, for for from when this record was released, and I've done two of it, and this is the third. But yeah, have you been doing a lot of press for the release, like more than usual? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, like prosthetic is sending us a lot of interviews uh, twitch link zoom links a lot of this stuff and i'm not really used to do it uh, so it's especially it feels a little bit strange but <laughs> we try to do it <laughs> okay so um about press is it is it a, usually you having to to do interviews or like to answer questions or English? Or not well? Yeah, yeah, they speak English. They maybe they pretend they cannot. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was just wondering if that elected you as the spokesperson by default because you were the best English speaker for. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think they just don't want to do it, and they stay away, like drinking beers, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's rockstar. I appreciate that. <laughs> So before we start, I would say maybe give us a quick roundup of how Stormo came to be, where and when did you guys meet, how long has it been, and uh, when you started this whole punk thing, like, give us a little backstory. Well, we started playing together when we were 16 years old, so a long time ago, and we were... I mean, three guys in uh, lost in a little village on the Dolomites with nothing to do, basically. But we had a rehearsal room for free, so we started playing in it and we started making song in it. And so, yeah, it, it came from there. And basically, we, we never changed pretty much anything. And uh, we changed drummer in 2015 i think because then our old drummers had kids and stuff so he stopped playing he wasn't able to go on tour anymore and that stuff but that's the only thing that changed from there like uh, i think that we're still doing like you know enjoying making music in our house room making records going out to play so like it pretty much stayed the same yeah so we were talking about the region you guys come from and how like in general, the Northern part of Italy has kind of a richer history when it comes to punk music, as opposed to the center and the South. Um, Feltre, however, which is your hometown, doesn't really have any like deep tie or like any 
historic punk group that may have inspired you that I know of. You're actually like one of the first bands coming out of that area. So um, how did you personally learn about punk music and what was it like growing up being into this sort of stuff in Feltre? Uh, well, yeah, there's there's not a lot of band that can that comes from Feltre because it's a super small city. So, yeah, it's really difficult to have a lot of bands playing in a in a small city. But actually, when when we were young, there was a lot of bands, and most of it were playing like punk, hardcore, metal, and extreme music genre, and that was. Probably because we had, as I was saying before, like we had um, a rehearsal room from the city hall, which was free and you could get there whenever you want for free, basically. And so like all the kids of our age were basically playing music because you had nothing else. And for that, like we had like a sort of super small underground scene with a lot of band playing extreme music. And it was actually very cool because like, you know, we were like we were playing in bars and little places around this small city in the Dolomites. And and you were like even feeling part of something you know like uh, all your friends were playing everybody were, were having like a, a band which and uh, so yeah it was kind of normal you know to have a band and play and that stuff then of course uh most of the band i think all of the band of our friends back then are do not exist anymore but and we just kept on playing do you remember which were the first bands that you started listening to that got you passionate about this kind of music? Yeah, I think I was introduced to this kind of music by uh, my guitarist uh, that gave me uh, Miss Machine from Dylan's Escape Plan. And when I was very young, I said, whoa, what the fuck is it? And so, yeah. And with, uh, I personally started from there and then I got in touch with a more more with the screamo environment and I got um, linked to the screamo scene in Italy and that I think uh, is like is even relevant in our like in our music like that you can hear it that background. And uh, as of right now, where are you based in Italy? Uh, we're based in four different cities, hundreds of kilometers away from each other. And oh, yeah, uh, I'm based in Bologna. The bass player is based like between Padova and Bologna. And the guitarist is still living in, uh, in Feltre. And the drummer lives in the central part of Italy in, uh, in a small town in the Marche. Uh, so, yeah, we're pretty far from each other. So I know for a fact that uh, the local scene where you personally live, so in the Bologna area, is quite thriving, especially right now, and especially because of your effort in particular, because you started um, your own circle, uh, your own club um, a few years ago. So tell us about the local scene where you currently live and uh what happened and what made you want to start a club in Bologna? Uh, when it started and how is it going now? 
booking shows there? Well, I think that um, Bologna, it has always been a really active city in concerning that stuff. And there's always been a lot of clubs, squats, a lot of bands, a, lot, a huge punk scene, punk and hardcore scene. And um, it's one of the reasons even why we, we came to live here when we were younger, because for, for a little while we were all living in this city, then we split it up again. And um, right now, uh, it, it has changed a lot from the first year was here but um, obviously it changed because a lot of time has passed but there's I think there's still a lot of club a lot of people doing a lot of great things and opening a club uh, was um, something I don't know um, that I saw like that uh, I'm playing music and I want to work even around music because that's what i'm doing and i want to do something for even other people that are playing i want to try to actively support the the scene that there's not only in italy but in europe i've been playing coming here even maybe from outside europe and so it was like kind of natural to me that so like since i'm playing and i'm mostly playing music in my life then when i got to need a a, a, a real job i wanted to have it like related to the stuff that mm-hmm. i'm doing and so related to music and the venue is working really good and i'm really happy about that so outside of music luca um what what sort of passions and hobbies are occupying your free time currently? <laughs> so uh, I don't have a lot of free time, uh, a part of music actually, but uh, yeah, now that yeah, I know I... that you run a club, it doesn't sound like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, like I, I'm running a club and trying to to play mostly, but when I when I have uh, free time, I like to travel as far as i can from europe and um that's it that you just just visited india because when we were getting in touch to book the show you were there i think yeah 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 exactly (laughs) yeah Uh, i was there and uh, i i really like um i i i I would love to be to to be able to actually make tattoos you know uh but i try to do end folks so and i really like to uh try to get uh traditional end book uh, techniques outside of europe and i've been in cambodia for that i went to india trying to look for that as well and um I really sucks at doing tattoos, uh, but uh, I like to try, you know, and discover those things. So that's one of the things I do when I when I have free time from playing and booking shows. That's actually, that kind of ties into what I was going to ask about endocannibalismo. I think it might, like, does it have anything to do with the concept of the new album? Because the atmosphere and the, the cover art and the lyrical themes, and some of the instrumentation to fit this whole concept of like a uh, primal kind of uh, ancient survival and like tribal survival. So what is this like related to like this new aesthetic, the Stormo kind of embraced the new, the new record? Like the fact that you want to go as far away from Europe as possible and discover new traditions and apply them into art uh, I was wondering what what pieces of media or 
or arts of any sorts inspired this new kind of way for Stormo? Because the album art is amazing. I, I, I think it's your best thus far. It kind, it's kind of creepy and it kind of gives me the chills a little bit because it reminds me of that horror movie, uh, Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> I don't know if you know of it. <laughs> yeah. Tell me a little bit about it. Yeah. Um. Well, actually, yeah. I try to link my what what the the field that I like to explore in my private life. I would say, uh, to this like concept album. So like, yeah, it, it came out to to get a kind of tribal atmosphere probably, and um, I was really impressed by the work of. Um, Claudia Anduyar, which is a Brazilian photographer that worked a lot with uh, this um, and the cannibalistic tribe in the um, in the Amazon forest, and um, which was a, a tribe that was that got in touch with the Western world just in the seventies. So, like, it's in pretty recent time, and she has done a lot of amazing picture about the lives of of this tribe, and um, we try a little bit to recreate uh, the 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 feeling that you that you get looking at this picture in the artwork obviously it got a little more creepy because our sound is a little more creepy but um, i think it's kind of matching and like it, it works somehow and that's it so two quick questions there, Vicky, just, before I throw it back to you there, I just wanted to cut you off since we're on the topic of it. Um, I, I read that the AI, or sorry, I read that the album cover was generated through AI. What exactly yeah. did you feed into AI to get that image? Was it the lyrical content? Uh, even a little bit. Like, uh, yeah, uh, we put it in the AI uh, references from... Um, this tribe that this Brazilian photographer were um, were uh, were working with, and then we put like uh, really cal- lyrical references, and we like re reboot the images that were generated into the same AI for uh, months and months. So like uh, after a while, it it got to to this final form, but like we generate, I think thousand of images and like at the end we we choose i think 12 or something like that like there's one in the artwork there's a big poster in the vinyl and then there's like a booklet with other 12 one for each songs and so yeah those those other 12 in the booklet were chosen like are part of the process that got to the last one in the cover art that is so sick did the the lyrical content come before the instruments or was it the other way around when you were writing this concept album well we 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 actually worked that uh i put voices on on the almost finished songs and but yeah like for for this album like we we have a little more time to think of what we were doing so like we had time to uh elaborate the the world concept uh, and from the lyrics and to like trying to translate it even in the sound and trying to have like you no know, a track list that was like uh, kind of we, we imagine it like a circle like that there's a beginning there's a hand but there's like it's it's all connected so we had time to um think about all this and i think that it, it was good at the end because 
maybe i hope you 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 can feel listening to it that that is like everything is linked in, in the record but i don't know <laughs> same age more or less and we're all gen z's and uh uh all of us or basically almost all of us uh started out like exploring italian like heavier music and italian like yay why and punk music through stormo it was for many of us it was actually the very first like italian spoken punk adjacent band that we discovered through the internet and uh i found it like always very fascinating that the band sits in a, in this kind of hybrid niche across all sorts of fan bases because the screamo crowd loves it. The hardcore people love it too. People that are into metal love it as well. So how did you manage to nail this so perfectly? Like, is it like the blend of the influences that every single member puts in the music? Is it the aesthetic of it? Is it the fact that it's both uh heavy but it's also very emotional uh what do you think it's it's the secret to being you know uh kind of at, at the crossroads between between genres i don't really know like i mean we we don't think a lot about what what we want to do like we we don't usually say okay now we want a song that is a little bit screamo but it's even a little bit hardcore and i think that like our records are really linked to the to, to the moment we're doing it and to the expressive needed we have while we're recording that particular records and that's even why probably they that they sound a little bit different from from it like from from each other's and so yeah we we 
for uh, for sure we we listen to different kind of music we have a lot of different influences and we maybe even uh, uh, have a different approach music like you know but um, i don't know at the end everything mixed together in a pretty natural way uh, gets to be- become stormy and but yeah I uh, already, uh, I mean, thank you for for uh, for saying that we have we cross all this stuff, but we 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 didn't try to do it, you know. It's just I don't know. I think we we cannot do anything different. So. And uh, after years of being an independent band, what made you seal the deal with Prosthetic? Did it feel like a risky move at all, or did you did you just feel ready to do it? Well, um, they, they they show uh, interest, you know, like we send the record, we send the demo to them and they were really excited about that. And they proposed us to do the, the, the album together. So we say, yeah, why, why not try? And I think they're working really well and they're helping us a lot. They even helped us with the recording process and doing the promo and all the stuff. So it's... It's really cool. It's really nice, and they're super easy going. So, like, I, I don't, I, I don't feel it like uh, we're like signed to a major to a super big label, and you're like they're for sure a very important label, and they're working for a lot of years. So, with they work with great bands, but like, uh, fortunately, I can feel still a really friendly and easygoing environment, and so we feel really comfortable working with them. So you said they helped a bit with the um with the album. Who who mixed and mastered um the new album? We worked with uh, recording it and mixing it with uh, Giulio Favaro, which worked uh, with Zoo, Avo and a lot of other great bands and it was it was really nice to work with him even because he he gave a particular shape to this record that uh it was probably what we needed because we worked we didn't work a lot uh with the editing and stuff but it's really um with a, a live approach and like with a row and direct sound that I think it was exactly what we were looking for. So it, it has been really cool to work with him. And mastering, we mastered it uh, with Giovanni Versari, which is another Italian guy here that probably the, is known probably because he mastered the last record of Muse. And um, it was super cool. Like um, he, he does great masters and it was amazing as well to work with him i just want to take a quick moment to acknowledge that uh, you guys are still keeping shit diy around here you're not going crazy those are bird noises you hear in the background luca's outside <laughs> doing this podcast <laughs> he was in the back of a venue recording the podcast but we could hear the snare drum going off but uh, the birds sound lovely just for the record <laughs> so, they're coming the across most natural screamo podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah seriously no, yeah no, sorry studio uh, no it's I, great I, <laughs> it's great i love it <laughs> they're making a great guest appearance so okay, back, ne- back to you guys time, 
Yeah, Next time, it's hard to do it in my room. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. I love it. I'm going to keep them in. This is great. Yesterday, yesterday I've done one in front of our venue during the sound check of the band that was playing there. And I completely forgot about the podcast I had to do yesterday. So I'd, uh, I had to run out the venue where, while I was working at the bar. And <laughs> so, yeah, today is a little bit more easy. <laughs> Do you, you listen to podcasts in your free time or you just host, you just uh, on? Oh, the- no, never. I've never, I've never no, listened either. to one. No, like- no, not even to the one I've done. So, <laughs> so <no. honest. laughs> have you heard this show? Uh, I have to say no. No. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. Hey, I wouldn't listen to this podcast if I didn't have to either. I just have to edit it, right? So. <laughs> I'm going to listen to this episode just to hear again, hey, I'm Luca and this is Sorte, which was really Italian. <laughs> what were you saying, Vicky? That every time there's an Italian on this podcast, they're always in some weird situation. Just... <laughs> That's true. Like that, one time, like that one time I recorded while on a swing in a park because it was the only place where I had an internet connection. <laughs> it's true it's been a lot of a lot of chaos i lost what I, where i was at yeah i don't know where i was at oh yeah okay so we'll jump we'll jump back to you guys we'll jump back to oh, you can here. put all this in the podcast if you want uh, oh i'm totally gonna keep it yeah <laughs> yeah I, I i barely edit anything don't worry <laughs> it's a very live show it's a very live show <laughs> so we'll just we'll just segue casually back into stormo here uh, the band has supported and played with some massive names. You guys are currently at 400 plus shows. You've helped supported big acts like Converge, Full of Hell, Law Dispute, and many more. So what band haven't you played with yet that you'd absolutely love to share the stage with? Uh, I, I would like to play with Botch, but I don't know if it will be possible. But nice. it will, it will. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm glad you said that, because I'm always asking... Every week, this question is getting a little harder to answer. Is there any band that hasn't done a reunion show yet that you'd love to see do it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think about it, but mm, maybe page 99. Oh, great answer. <laughs> great answer. And speaking of Screamo, do you have a favorite Screamo split of all time? A screamo split. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, I I've grown up uh, with with like with La Quiete in in my headphones, and I think that they're still my my favorite screamo band. But yeah, it's it's a romantic story. <laughs> There's a certain split of theirs. What is there a split of theirs that you you liked? A split, yeah, we had uh, we had always in the car when we were going playing around the split with uh, Phoenix Body, and it was really nice. Nice. I don't know if you know this story, Rob, but I believe it was for last uh, for, for Stormo's last record uh, that they had to do like this three day thing. Was it was it for the for the record before this one? Luca? Yeah, yeah, it was for the second album. Yeah. That that's a crazy story actually. They had to like when the album released, 
they played how many shows in three days? We played 22 shows in 72 hours. Wait, wait, wait. How? <laughs> well, so the math is not up there. You got to explain that one. <laughs> basically, we left from Bozen in the north and we had one van with uh, all the technic people and all the instruments that was driving for that was uh, going first and they were arriving after the show they were packing up the van going to the next city setting up everything and then we had a second car on the back in which there was the four of us and we were following them and arriving there playing tw a 20 minute gig and then they were packing everything again and going to the next city and we went on like that for three days and we got to naples where there was the last show of the release the three days release party and it was um it was pretty nice it was pretty nice we we even tried to get you know some sponsor for uh, to to be able to afford this but obviously like the serious sponsor didn't give a shit about that and but we find a lot of like you know little bars and uh, winery and that stuff in our in our hometown that were enthusiastic about this uh, stupid very stupid idea and so like they <laughs> packed our van with like cases of wine beers and stuff <laughs> so oh. it was like it was uh, nice and very stupid but beautiful so how many how many gigs did you guys pull off in that 72 hour window uh, 22 when you played 22 sets within yeah. three days yeah did you 20 sleep out of 20 minutes sometimes sometimes like we were having the first gig at 10 in the morning and the last uh, at 11 30 so at midnight everything was finished and the morning after at 10 it was starting again did nobody contact the guinness book of world records because i'm we Pretty we tried sure we, wanted to have, we, we, we wanted them to to come with us you know because it, it sounded so uh, beautiful to have this you know uh, well-dressed guy taking records of what we were doing but uh, yeah they were they they ended up asking us a lot of money like paying his trip to paying his uh, i think something like 600 euros or something like that so we say okay you can stay at home no worries <laughs> but... you should have done like a fake guinness world record celebration <laughs> yeah big metal <laughs> But uh, uh, how, like, how how did it feel? Like, were you dying at the end of it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, it was exhausting. It was terrible, especially waking up in the morning and start screaming for me as the first thing you do in the morning. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I wanted to kill myself. But, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I will never do it again. I mean, sometimes they ask me, yeah. why, why are you not doing it again? I say, no, no, no chances. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, for this record, this time around, you're just going to do it. Typical, easy uh, release party with one single show in one single venue, as God intended. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's a pretty easy way, but we're good with that, and we're we're too old, you know, for those things. But the good things uh, I think is that after doing that, after doing this seventy-two hours trip, like touring. Uh, seem like 
it seems very easy. You say like, yeah, okay, you have to drive. We have a show, but good. You put it's fine. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get, yeah, I get it. But uh, so this year, starting off with you releasing a record, and uh, last year was pretty big too because you've done some some touring outside of Italy. Um, you played Fluff Fest. Um, do you have a favorite record that came out last year? Um, I didn't hear the last part. Sorry again. Um, what was your favorite record for last year? For 2022. 2022. Yes. For just for 2022, my favorite records. I don't know. Like, there's a lot of stuff that I really love from 2022. Like, um, like show me the body last record. I think is amazing. But I loved even Zola Jesus last record, which is absolutely different. But I think it's amazing and or uh, king woman i think they had a great album and those probably are my favorite three records of last year and uh about about uh playing fluff fest how was that experience how did that go um, I mean, we're we're really like we we kind of love Flatfest because we've been there a lot of time, like as uh, to just enjoy the festival in the audience. So we have played, I think, in the first tour we were trying to arrange by ourselves in 2013. We played in the open stage where and back then they have like this open stage that you could play like asking in the morning if there were free slots and we played there and then we played two more times i think before last year at fluff so like it's it's like going home you know like it's it's super nice because you know pretty much uh, everybody that, that that is there and uh, so yeah it's really friendly it's uh, I, I really like it when it comes to touring in general, do you guys like have a collective favorite show that you played or maybe a favorite tour memory that you share as a band? I lost you again. Uh, no, I was going to ask, since we're talking about touring, do you guys have like maybe a favorite show that you ever played or maybe a favorite tour memory that you share as a band? Uh I don't really have a favorite one, but we, I, I think we, we, we've been lucky enough to play like in a lot of wired and amazing situation. Like, for example, in a, an atomic bunker in Finland, which was absolutely crazy, but it was great. Or like in a kind of a cave in the north of, of Spain that was like lost in the forest. Uh, and there was this family living here, like, you know, hunting uh, in the in the wood uh, and that stuff. And it was like unreal to, to play there. But yeah, I, I think that, Basically, uh, every tour is different, and every tour brings you some new, new stuff and new things, and that's why probably we keep doing it. Did you say an atomic bunker? Yeah, in Finland. <laughs> no, just making sure. Just making sure what? I heard that right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> how did? How I gotta ask? How how the hell did that happen? 
uh, uh, I mean, we <laughs> so we were trying to book shows in Scandinavia, and those people said that they could offer us uh, a show in their like uh, door deal show in the rehearsal room, like on Sunday afternoon, you know, something like that. And I would say, yeah, why not? Sure. And when we get there, we realized that like we like we were in front of this door big gate that was like going underground and we're like in in the middle of forest you know outside of Helsinki and we're like where where are we going and then there was we realized and they explained us that at the end of this huge corridor there was the Rialza room that was originally an anti-atomic bunker for the cold war and we said oh nice wow (laughs) and that was it (laughs) Were the acoustics terrible in it? I imagine they weren't great. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. It oh, was they were really, good? really good. Huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. At the end, it's like, you know, a small underground room. So, like, you don't have a lot of reverb or stuff that is annoying. So, yeah. Well, now I learned something new. Atomic bunkers have good acoustics. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More concert in atomic bunkers. <laughs> yeah, let's get it. <laughs> Crazy the places punk rock can take you. Hey. Well, it kind of segues nicely. I got a couple silly questions here. Um, you clearly you're well traveled, and you've you've been plenty of places, seen a lot of things, done a lot of things. I always like asking, um, what's the most illegal or dangerous thing that you've ever done? Don't implicate yourself. You travel a lot, but uh... Uh, well, uh, uh, the first time we were touring by uh, it was long time ago like we we had this show in berlin and then we had like two days off so we stayed in berlin for two more days and we went back the night after the show to the to the to the venue where we were playing and there was like you know a party a big party going on so we started partying there and at a certain point the bus player wanted to go to sleep so we bring him back to the to the hostel and we went we decided me and the guitarist decided to get back to the party and but we were a little bit drunk and we started driving and at a certain point we were driving pretty fast on a four-lane road and I was driving and mm-hmm. uh, we saw two black cars like getting out uh, suddenly from the side of the road and like blocking our way, you know, with four people running out of the car through us. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? And I thought they were, they, they were people that wanted to kill us, rob us, I don't know. But at the end, they... Uh, arrived to my window and they said police and I said no fuck, fuck. we're done <laughs> okay so they said okay uh did you drink I said no absolutely not and they explained me that I was driving in the opposite sense of way you know in the oh, opposite no. way. <laughs> and I was like uh okay <laughs> And uh, I look, and I had the GPS on next to me, and I said, "Okay, it's I was just following the GPS." And the policeman looked at the GPS and said, "Oh, yeah, navigation system is shit. Turn around and go away." Like, Get out of here! Really? really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then we really slowly and carefully get back to our hostel and and went to sleep. Oh my god. <laughs> so you're on the wrong side of the highway 
Exactly. Exactly. Holy shit. <laughs> exactly. God. That is amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing that I can tell you that as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So you had something there, Vicky? No, I said what? yet again, technology has failed us. Technology has failed us. <laughs> Let's see in this way, yeah. <laughs> so uh um another one of my silly questions I usually like to leave for near the end. Um, you know, assuming you're not a pacifist, if you could punch any person in the face one time with no repercussions, who would you punch and why? Uh I don't know. I, I I don't really know. I I don't feel like punching uh, anybody. Like I, I'm 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 doing box, you know. So like I I punch a lot of things during my morning routine, and at the end, yeah, <laughs> okay, I feel good. So you're well you're well adjusted then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your anger's under control then. That's good to hear. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing to have. See, it's, there... it's actually asking this question to someone that does boxing is pretty useless because they just do that all the time. It lost, it has lost the novelty of punching people because you just do it regularly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a good outlet. It's a good outlet. For sure. <laughs> is there any uh, is there any music you listen to that could be considered uh, cringy or a guilty pleasure? Either to yourself or or to others. Like I love Italian trash music, like Raffaella Carrà and all that seventy pop stuff. I really love it, but I I, I don't. I, I'm not ashamed of it. I think that everybody should listen to it. For context, Rob Raffaella Carrà is kind of like the Italian Madonna. I would say. It's way better. Oh, way better than Madonna? Yeah, definitely. Ooh, that's a bold statement. <laughs> <laughs> so just just that pop artist? There's nothing else? Uh, no other skeletons in the closet, so to speak? Mm, I don't know. I, I think that mostly, well, well at least yeah, when, when, uh, when I'm, I want to chill and I'm easygoing, like I want to hear that shit and, and stupid Italian music. I really like it. <laughs> all right vicky you can take the the last questions and wrap it all up for us here if you want um yeah i would just say um give us a roundup of uh, what's coming up for stormo in the near future maybe what's the next big goal maybe uh a spot that you would love to play or a country you haven't been uh in yet so what what a accomplishment you want to reach um and any goal or milestone that you want to accomplish for the near future as a band well um basically uh, i hope that we will be able to keep on touring i hope we can uh, get finally to the to the states since like we were we were about to to tour the states right before the the pandemic started and hope we can try to reschedule this tour 
and then like uh you know when when i when i when i try when i travel outside europe i try to get in touch with like local and hardcore scenes around the world and in that way i got to know like um uh cambodian hardcore, hardcore label based in phnom penh and an indian collective uh, that in mumbai is like uh, it's made by the first two hardcore indian band and some other artists and a dream to be able to get to play in those places you know because i think uh, it would be great and it would be amazing to to to, to support those rallies that are taking care of music and this kind of music in in a context that is really i don't know unfriendly probably and uh, so yeah but it's not easy to get there it's very expensive but it would be amazing to play there and i really hope that one day we could and for this year what's the plan what's coming up next after oh the we're we're touring we're playing shows in italy till the summer and then we have a couple of shows in the uk and then at the end of the summer we have a tour planned for europe and that's it and we we keep going like this sounds good sounds like uh tour life yeah. is about to start yeah. again <laughs> yeah i hope so wrapping up any last shout outs plugs or causes you'd want to speak on anything you want to talk about let's hear it now or never I think I'm good even because probably I should get in the venue and do the sound check <laughs> with the other guys <laughs> yes but thanks for your time thank you oh Luca thank you so much for your time really appreciate you coming to chat with us today <laughs> Okay, so I don't know. I, I listen to the podcast. I listen to my first podcast when it comes out. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much again. Say hi to the thank rest you. of the gang. Okay, yeah, sure. Bye. Take care, Luca. <laughs> Goodbye. Grazie, grazie. Ciao, ciao, ciao.
Everybody, what's up? Get that for the 